from deep inside your audio device of choice. From Mount Shasta to Mount Etna, from the de- from Death Valley to the Dead Sea. Hello, everybody. And we start with news from APAC. News from news of APAC. I should be fired for that now. We two of us should lose our jobs for that. Ladies and gentlemen, don't look to Afghanistan to solve the opioid crisis in the United States. Eight and a half, more than eight and a half billion dollars spent on counter narcotics efforts in Afghanistan by you and me, Mr. and Mrs. John Q. Taxpayer. Opium production and total area under opium cultivation have reached, guess what? An all time high. Up. 67 and 63 percent, respectively, from just last year. The area under opium cultivation in Afghanistan is approximately the size of Rhode Island, which, to be fair, is our smallest state. But still, this this information comes from the Special Investi- uh, Inspector General for Afghanistan <laughs> Reconstruction. Um, 13 percent increase in civilian casualties over the last year in Afghanistan. Despite its uh, large and well-documented resources, mining revenues supplied only 0.3% of the country's national budget. Among other obstacles, plans to develop the country's mineral resources have been stymied by insecurity, corruption, weak governance, and a lack of infrastructure. Well, that's new. The SA by the Inspector General warns against unrealistic expectations for mineral development. But... I've been bearing the lead because the lead is the bearing of the lead. The district, uh, sorry, the Department of Defense has now instructed the Inspector General on Afghanistan reconstruction not to release to the public any data on the number of districts and the population living in them controlled or influenced by the Afghan government or by the insurgents or contested by both. This is the first time the Inspector General has been specifically instructed not to release information marked unclassified to the American taxpayer, because we can't handle the unclassified. The number of districts influenced or controlled by the Afghan government has been one of the last remaining publicly available metrics about how we're doing over there in America's longest war. So why why shouldn't it be shut down? And also the um, the operation over there, resolute support. We're good with the names has, for the first time since 2009, classified the exact, actual, and uh, theoretical force strength of the Afghan forces that are uh, winning the war for us. It also classified or otherwise restricted information the Inspector General has previously reported on, you know, little things like casualties, attrition, and capability assessments. Forget it's you know you don't even have to be told to forget about it. That's the good part. We already we already did that. Department of Defense, you you can you're working too hard. We forgot about it about uh, eleven years ago. Our America's longest what? Model top model, and now we're not number one for the second consecutive year. The United States has taken a, a fall fallen down in the World Happiness Report's annual ranking of more than 150 countries. I bet you can't name them all. Uh, It's published by the Sustainable Development Solutions Network. I think this program is not carried on it. 
It's an initiative of the United Nations. The report was issued uh, ahead of the United Nations International Day of Happiness. Did you miss that? No. The United States ranks, to uh, get to the uh, nut graph, the United States ranks 18th among countries in the world for happiness. Didn't we? We, we, we uh, said we had the right to pursue it. Nothing about getting it. That's four spots down from a year ago. The U.S. is worst showing since the annual report was introduced way back in 2012. The United States has never, ever cracked the top ten, according to the Washington Post. Who's number one? Finland. Again. Again with the Finland. What, what, what's with the Finland? They edged out Norway. Ooh, the Battle of the Scandinavians. It's a tough one. This is a squeaker. Norway was the 2017 champion. Denmark was third. <laughs> What's going on up there? It's too cold to be happy. Followed by Iceland and Switzerland. You getting the, you getting the, a, a drift here? The bottom three. Burundi, the Central African Republic, and South Sudan, all of which have conflict and instability to blame. Not like us. We're cool. The uh, report's authors were surprised at one finding. The extent to which happiness of immigrants matches the locally born population, says a, Colum- a British Columbia economist who co-edited the report. The happiest countries in the world also have the happiest immigrants in the world and the happiest Disneylands in the world. The statisticians weighed six variables. GDP per capita, social support, healthy life expectancy, social freedom, generosity, and the absence of corruption. Just to, uh, to just to put a nail in that, we are not number one. Hello, welcome to the show. É pau, é pedra, é o fim do caminho, é o resto de toco, é um pouco sozinho, é um caco de vidro, é a vida, é o sol, é a noite, é a morte, é o laço, é o anzol. É o nó da madeira É o mate da pereira É madeira de vento É o mistério profundo É o queira ou não queira É o vento ventando É o fim da ladeira É a viga, é o vão, festa da comida É a chuva chovendo É conversa ribeira Das águas de março É o fim da canseira É o pé É a mastradeira Passarinho na mão Pedra de atiradeira É uma ave no céu É uma ave no chão É um regato, é uma fonte É um pedaço de pão É o fundo do poço, é o fim do caminho No rosto desgosto, é um pouco sozinho É um estreco, é um treco É a lenha, é o dia, é o fim da picada É a garrafa de cana, estilhaço na estrada É o projeto da casa, é o corpo na cama É o carro enguiçado, é a lama, é a lama É um passo, é uma ponte, é um saco, é uma rã É um resto de mato, na luz da manhã São as águas de março fechando o verão É a promessa de vida no teu coração 
cobra é um pau É João É José É um espinho Na mão É um corte No pé São as águas de março Fechando o verão É a promessa de vida no teu coração É pau É pedra É o fim Do caminho É um resto De topo É um pouco Sozinho É um passe É uma ponte É um sábio É uma rã É um belo horizonte É uma febre terçã São as águas de março Fechando o verão é a promessa de vida no teu coração. Pau, pedra, vinho, peixe, coco, coco, vinho, água, hidro, vida, ó, pude, morte, aço, sol. São as águas de março. Fechando o verão é a promessa de vida no teu coração. Padaba, pode batizar, from New Orleans, Louisiana. I'm Harry Shearer, welcoming you to uh, this edition of the of Le, the Le Show Show, and. Um, it, it occurs to me, watching the scene, that uh, Stormy Daniels, the adult film actress, that's how we're supposed to refer to her, not a porn star, come on, not a corn star, that uh, Corn Star Galactica would be, hey, what happened there? The, um, the, the real contribution Stormy Daniels has made to our public discourse is she managed, she's managed to find, apparently, an attorney who has exactly the same DNA thing about staying in the media that uh, his adversary, <laughs> President Trump, has. Because um, I, I forget the attorney's name. It's not his name that's important, apparently. Although he would like more clients. Um, it's his ability to just tease out uh, one after another little detail of the story rather than have one press conference and just dump it all out. Just a little bit for for Jake, just a little bit for uh, people on MSNBC, and just a little bit for you, and just a little bit for you, and it just keeps him on the air. I'm not saying anything is good or bad about it, except that it is Trump's way. Uh, Trump does it with President <laughs> Trump does it with tweets. This guy does it with um, appearances on television because he can. Um, and and on a related subject. You saw perhaps this week that the House, the Republicans in the House Intelligence Committee, they control the committee, they're the majority, decided to issue a report saying, job's done, looked into it, no collusion. And um, its chairman appeared on uh, one of the TV yak shows this uh, weekend and said, well, there are a lot of people we didn't talk to, so we couldn't base our conclusion on that because we don't know what we would have found out if we talked to them. We based our conclusion on what we knew, which is, based on the people we talked to. Which, to me, was a way of acknowledging that the committee's real reason for uh, issuing such a report at what people, some people, certainly critics, consider a, uh, a premature moment in the story was an attempt to um, reduce the television opportunities for the leader of the Democrat member, uh, the Democratic member, the Democratic leader of the Democratic membership of the House Intelligence Committee, Adam Schiff, to get on television because there's no more investigation. So see what I'm saying? 
It's it's all strategy, and a mile wide. And now, I just want to say one word to you. Just one word. Yes, sir. Are you listening? Yes, I am. Microplastics. Think about it. Will you think about it? Yes, I will. Enough said. He's thinking about it right now, as we speak. I think a lot of people were thinking about it this week because uh, this report made the um, the mainstream news. Tests on major brands of bottled water, or as a Brooklyn-born friend of mine used to call it, bottled water, have found that nearly all of them contained tiny particles of plastic. In the largest investigation of its kind, according to the BBC, 250 bottles bought in nine different countries were examined. Research led, was led by the journalism organization Orb Media. Of course you've heard of it discovered an average of 10 plastic particles per liter, each larger than the width of a human hair. Companies whose brands were tested told the BBC their bottling plants were operated to the highest standards, which says something about the standards. The tests were conducted at the State University of New York in Fredonia. No, that's not a, um, a Marx Brothers country. It's a place, a real place. A professor of chemistry at the university, Sherry Mason, conducted the analysis. And um, she told BBC News, we found plastic in bottle after bottle and brand after brand. It's not pointing fingers at particular brands. It's really showing this is everywhere, that plastic has become such a pervasive material in our society. And it's pervading water, all these products that we consume at a very basic level. Unquote. I try to do all my consuming at a very basic level. Just evens the playing field. Currently, there's no evidence that ingesting very small pieces of microplastics can cause harm, but understanding the potential implications is a now an active area of science. Apply for your grants this week. It's not catastrophic, the numbers that we're seeing, but it is concerning, the uh, leader of the study said. People uh, in developing countries where tap water may be polluted should continue to drink water from plastic bottles, according to experts talking to the BBC. The companies behind the brands, as I say, since their their products meet the highest standards. They also point to the absence of any regulations on microplastics. <laughs> you see, the companies point to the absence of regulations as saying, oh, it's okay. And then, of course, they lobby against the regulations. And of the lack of standardized methods of testing for microplastics. Last year, the same uh, professor found plastic particles in samples of tap water so what are we supposed to drink? Our own blood? And other researchers have spotted them in seafood, beer, sea salt, and the air. But we've done a very complete job, ladies and gentlemen, in uh, mucking up our entire biome. This latest work comes amid growing international attention on plastic. Research into bottled water involved buying packs from 11 different global and national brands in countries chosen for their large populations or their relatively high consumption of bottled water. The brands were Aquafina, which, as you know, is purified tap water. Dasani, which, as you know, is purified tap water. Avion, which is spring water but is owned by Nestle now, so who knows. Nestle Pure Life, which is purified tap water. And San Pellegrino, which is um, supposedly natural sparkling water. So most of them are purified tap water. The, the One thing you notice in these stories... Almost none of them, and I, I haven't found one, so I'm saying almost charitably, makes the distinction between spring water, 
and purify tap water. Bottled water is the phrase they use. Well, there's two different kinds. And as that list I just shared with you showed, most of the contaminated brands were one kind. Speaking of which, Coca-Cola, which makes Dasani, has admitted that Dasani water is contaminated with microplastics. The emission came up a day after they released that study. Dasani is sourced from Kenya, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Allegedly contained, uh, it contains a concentration of 335 plastic pieces for every liter. I don't know what that is in ounces or gallons. And you don't either. Don't start with me. But um, I, if, if it were up to me and I was running Dasani or Coke or both, I'd be running to the ad agency saying, do a jingle, 335 particles per liter, you know, and, and make it sound like fun. Because in a way, it isn't. And now... Just a little note about our friend the Adam. The uh, federal government in the United States, here, right where I'm sitting, is demanding that the company building a giant nuclear waste treatment plant, yes, it does have to be treated. It's sick. On the uh, Hanford nuclear site in Washington State, provide records. The purpose of the records, what the records are being demanded for, is to prove that the steel used in the nearly $17 billion project is uh, is up to the task. Beautiful, clean steel, in this case. The Department of Energy says in a letter obtained by the Associated Press that records needed to ensure the structural steel used in the project is safe are either missing or of indeterminate quality. This condition is potentially unrecoverable quality issue, says the letter sent earlier this month from the Office of River Protection to Bechtel, which is building the long-delayed plant. The purpose of the plant is to somehow get rid of the huge amount of waste created in the production of plutonium for nuclear weapons during the Cold War. Hey, you think that was something? Stick around. The agency gave Bechtel 14 days to provide proof that work on the project, the project of building the um, the plant, should continue. The plant's on the nucle- uh, nuclear reservation, Hanford, in Washington State. For decades, that outfit, Hanford, made most of the plutonium for uh, the U.S.'s bombs resulting 56 million gallons of... 56 million gallons, ladies and gentlemen. Do a jingle about that, Dasani. 56 million gallons of radioactive and hazardous wastes are stored in 177 underground tanks, many of which are leaking. It gets better. The waste treatment plant is designed to turn much of that waste, the the stuff that isn't leaking of it, into glass-like logs. Tom? Glass-like logs mm-hmm. for burial. A technically demanding process. It just It's all technically demanding, but the AP singles that out. I think, I think they mean the tra- turning of it into glass-like logs, not the burial. Burial is fairly easy for anything. But construction of the giant plant began way back in 2002, and it's been slowed by safety and technical issues. A spokeswoman for Bechtel says it's working on providing the records that prove that the steel is up to snuff. 
Not that they're providing them. They're working on providing them. That's one step more active than we're looking at providing them, which is a, mainly politicians say that. We're working. Bechtel, we're working at providing the records you need to feel safe. I'm coming up with uh, slogans for them all today. I don't know. I'm feeling, uh, you know, you come to New Orleans, you just feel more creative. And now, news of the godly. Well, on Friday, the Vatican uh, removed a suspended Guam archbishop. He's the archbishop in Guam. Well, you think they have more than one archbishop in Guam? What's wrong with you? suspended him from office, and ordered him not to return to Guam. That's the kind of punishment that really gets attention. You cannot go back to Guam. This is after convicting him of some charges in a sex abuse trial. Charges that were serious enough that he can never go back to Guam. The Vatican didn't say what exactly Archbishop Anthony Apuron had been convicted of, the sentence was far lighter than those given high-profile elderly prelates found guilty of molesting minors. It amounts to an early retirement anywhere in the world but Guam. I know, but he can't go back to Guam. Apuran is 72. The retirement age in the church is 75. The Vatican spokesman declined to comment. Calls placed to the judge weren't answered. This according to the Associated Press. Apuran's whereabouts weren't immediately known. Probably not Guam. While I'm relieved that the tribunal dismissed the majority of the accusations against me, I have appealed the verdict, said a statement from Apuran, distributed by his attorney, who's in Guam. God is my witness. I am innocent. Pope Francis named a temporary administrator for Guam two years ago after Apuran was accused by former altar boys of sexually abusing them when he was a priest. Dozens of cases involving other priests on the island have since come to light. The Archdiocese is pay, uh, facing more than $115 million in civil lawsuits alleging child sexual abuse by priests in Guam. $115 million in Guam. Not in Guam money. That's U.S. money. But Apuran strongly denied charges, said he was a victim of a calumny campaign. He wasn't criminally charged because the statute of limitations had expired. Apuran, according to the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, which handled sex abuse cases. Yes, there's a department of church for that. Said he had been convicted of some of the accusations against him. Now, with an appeal, the penalties could be suspended until the case is finally decided. It's not clear that has happened now that uh, Boran says he's appealed. In the past, when an elderly or infirm priest has been convicted by the Vatican of sexually abusing minors, he's often been removed from the ministry and sentenced to a lifetime of penance and prayer. Younger priests convicted of abuse have been defrocked removed from ministry, or forbidden from presenting themselves as priests. But Pope Francis has intervened in a handful of cases to lower sentences. Several high-ranking Vatican prelates oppose defrocking convicted molesters and have long lobbied for more lenient sentences. In the case of Apuran, no restrictions on his ministry were announced. The accusations against him also involved grave financial problems in the archdiocese and the purchase of a valuable property by Apuran for a seminary that he actually turned over to a controversial Catholic movement. It's all good. And um, a former archdeacon of um, Chichester in Britain 
the uh, venerable Nicholas Reed, this is in the Church of England, has said he believed the professed innocence of an abusive priest, Roy Cotton, back in 1997, because the idea of ordained ministers lying to their seniors had horrified him at the time. Archdeacon Reed was giving evidence this week in an independent inquiry into child sex abuse in the case of Cotton, who died and who sexually abused several teenage boys over decades, then died. Should have reversed them, but, you know, the public hearing on the extent to which the Anglican Church has failed to protect children from sexual abuses in its second of three weeks, using Chichester as a case study, the diocese has been the subject of several high-profile sex abuse cases and abuse inquiries. Cotton was ordained in 1966, more than 10 years after he was convicted of exposing himself to a teenage chorister in the organ loft of a church in 1954. That's good ordaining. The archbishop, or sorry, archdeacon confirmed that he had been informed of the incident, the incident of exposing himself in the loft, by Cotton himself, but not of the conviction. I take priests at their word, he said. I've known I've had to change my view, but priests are part of the College of Presbyters. They're yoked to their bishop. Bishop. That sounds pleasant. The idea of a priest telling lies to the bishop just horrifies me. However, I'm afraid I did learn that this had happened. Guess so. News of the Godly, ladies and gentlemen, a copyrighted feature of this broadcast.
From New Orleans, this is Le Show, and hey, what happened? Well, good, good, good question. Hillary Clinton's world book tour uh, continued. Apparently, I, I, it was news to me until it was news to me. Her tour promoting her book, "What Happened," or "Hey, What Happened," or "What Happened," uh, reached India this week because they speak English. They buy books. What the hell? And. Um, she made the news, did uh, Hillary Clinton, the 19, sorry, the 2016 candidate for uh, president on the Democratic ticket. She made the news because um, a tape of some of what she said in India uh, had uh, surfaced. And here's some of it. There's all that red in the middle where Trump won. I win the coasts. I win, you know, Illinois and Minnesota, places like that. But what... The map doesn't show you is that I won the places that represent two-thirds of America's gross domestic product. So I won the places that are optimistic, diverse, dynamic, moving forward, and his whole campaign, Make America Great Again, was looking backwards. You know, you didn't like black people getting rights. You don't like women, you know, getting jobs. You don't want to, you know, see that Indian American succeeding more than you are. Whatever your problem is, I'm going to solve it. Indian Americans. She just happened to say that while she was in India. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Democrats used to brag about representing poor people? Anyway, Democrats in office particularly, including the number two Democrat in the Senate, Dick Durbin, only you, Dick Durbin, um, have been quick when asked to uh, say of her comments, I think the, the talking point uh, phrase issued that they've all spontaneously come up with is not helpful. She's back in uh, the United States. Oh, but by the way, the other thing that happened that was newsworthy in India, two things, she uh, stumbled uh, lost her footing, I think, on the tarmac or it, it, some some surface, and uh, she um, sprained her wrist. That also fed the the machine of people who want to believe that uh, she's frail. But she, those things did happen. Whatever you think, it it, it you know it, it sounds like another episode of Clinton something next here on the show. something the wilderness years <sighs> this damn corkscrew you pay top money for this stupid thing hey hon a little early for the pinot no well now that I'm not in government I don't have to 
take Ambien for my jet lag anymore. I know the feeling, but hey, hey, let me get that. You're supposed to be resting that wrist. Oh, don't start in about that. I'm not starting in. I'm continuing the conversation we had at breakfast. Mm. You know, it doesn't prove anything to anybody in, let's say, any particular White House if your wrist doesn't heal properly because you were too eager to... Damn, this is a stupid effing corkscrew, all right? Well, you got to go to Somalia school to make it work? <laughs> there you go. I guess my degree's in the mail. For your edification, I'm not trying to prove anything to anybody. Well... I'm just eager to regain my previous flexibility. And one thing you can nag me about is... Please remind me to wear sensible shoes when I'm visiting a country where the state of the paving art is cobblestones. <laughs> Cheers. I'm toasting you with Diet Coke. You know, that stuff's gonna kill you quicker than wine will. But I'll die with a smaller belly. So look, hon, mm -hmm. uh, I've kind of been tiptoeing around this subject since you got back, but <laughs> frankly, my toes are getting tired, so... So why can't I stop talking about 2016 even when I'm trying to sell a book about... 2016? It's a good question. For Tucker Carlson to ask, you, not so much. Well, you're not having the conversations I've been having. Up to now, I've always been grateful for that. I'm hearing, man, this is so not helpful. It's time to move forward. We can't keep relitigating the past. Oh, you and I both know very well that Democrats running for office in red states pretty much have to say that. I'm hearing it from Chelsea. Oh, you got Pinot Noir on your house coat. Let me, uh... Well, I'll get this. It's probably Chelsea telling me to shut up. I'll go look for some paper towels. They gotta be somewhere. Hello. Hi, Madam Secretary. It's uh, B.O. here. <laughs> Mr. President, I'm I'm surprised to hear from you. Well, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I just meant, uh... Aren't you busy with your bracket? <laughs> Madam Secretary, I, I, I never thought I'd, I'd hear myself say this, but uh, there are some things that are more important than uh, some old college basketball tournament. Okay, who is this really? <laughs> Seriously, do you have a minute? Apparently, to hear my family tell it, I've got all the time in the world. Okay, great. Now look, I know you've been under enormous pressure since the the thing. Mm -hmm. Pressure to stay dignified, pressure not to feed Trump's obsession with you, pressure to... Pressure to go away and shut up. Well, I wasn't going to go exactly there, but uh, okay, point well taken. And you're calling to say, stick around and keep talking? Not exactly. I didn't think so. Hon, should paper towels be in the kitchen? I, I don't know, Bill. I've been in India covering myself with obloquy. Mm, nice usage. I used to pepper my law school papers with it. So look, India. Yes, Mr. President. Well, that was actually a very cogent analysis. Well, thank you. If you're a marketing executive for Dasani, it's speaking beneath your pay grade, though. If you really want to talk that way about yourself, hire somebody else to write an op-ed. Then if it starts a crap storm, you can deny you had anything to do with it. But that's not why I'm calling. No, I, I, I wouldn't give up the tournament for that. And... I hate basketball. <laughs> That's the one thing I could never understand about you. Mm. That and... Anyway, I'm calling to say you can still have a voice and still have a profile. And in a situation where you're in total control. Mr. President, I do that every night while I'm asleep. It pains me to wake up. <laughs> Look, you probably read. I'm doing a deal with Netflix. Mm -hmm. I'm in the content business. 
and your great content. You know, do some documentaries, do a reality show with the other ex-first ladies. I don't know, I'm just spitballing here. Michelle wouldn't be involved with that. But Mr. President, the paper towels were in the hall closet. <laughs> Jeez, oh. Look, just think about it. I'm um, having a meeting with the Netflix guys a couple, couple of days from now. I'd like to throw your name into the discussion. You know, no commitments. Sir, you go right ahead and throw my name. Let me know if anybody catches it. That's baseball, right? I guess. Talk to you soon. Everything okay? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Any news? Yeah. Now all I have to do is go patch up the relationship with Laura Bush. Middle-aged angst and mature anger. Together, they add up to Clinton something. The Wilderness Years. I got the rhyme. 
And now, ladies and gentlemen, the apologies of the week. We're so sorry. Lots of apologies this week. It's a sorry old world, apparently. Who knew? A a large technology retail firm, imagine that, in Great Britain, Curry's PC World, has apologized for forcing customers to pay an extra $56 for pre-configuring their laptops a pre-configuration they didn't request. Practice brought to light by a consumer charity called Witch. Since 2015, more than 100 customers have complained to the charity about the aggressive sales tactic. A spokesperson for Curry's PC World says it was sorry. We're sorry to hear that some customers have been charged for a know-how laptop setup service on their new machine when they did not request it. While setting up machines in advance enables customers who want the service to benefit from it straight away, it's not something everyone needs. We're urgently rebriefing our stores now to remind them that in the small number of cases where only pre-setup models are available, customers should not be charged for the service when they buy their laptop. Please don't drive us into bankruptcy. They didn't say that at the end, but they might as well have. Dayline Wright Township, Pennsylvania, a tribute to the victims of the Parkland, Florida shooting that contained an audio clip of the attack, concerned parents at a school and prompted an apology from the Crestwood School District Superintendent. The tribute was broadcast during a walkout protest this week. Students around the country, as you know, organized demonstrations to support the 17 people who died in the mass shooting. During the demo at Crestwood Secondary Campus, officials broadcast a tribute that included the sounds of gunfire, students yelling for help, and the sirens of emergency vehicles, as well as interviews with survivors and the names of the victims. That worried some parents of Crestwood students. Complaints from the parents prompted an apology from Superintendent Joseph Gorham on his Twitter account. The clip that was played by the administration during the students' walkout honoring Parker School should not have been played. I accept full responsibility for this matter, and I apologize. We responded to parents who have contacted us. This type of event will not occur again message left for the superintendent's office was not returned. More school apologies. Multicultural week at Brook High School in Wellsburg, West Virginia took an unexpected turn this week when some students complained about stereotyping ethnic groups. Last week, the high school released a list of suggested attire students might wear to represent five nationalities through the week's celebration. It was some of those suggestions that brought complaints to the high school principal, Timothy Punnett. Panet, sorry. 
Among the items found to be offensive were the suggestions that on Italian Day, students wear old black, a fedora hat, and a big gold chain. Thursday was declared Spanish Day. It was suggested that students wear a poncho, a traditional dress, cowboy boots, or anything you can think of that represents a Spanish-speaking country. Other suggestions included dressing like a superhero for Greek Day, wearing silk Chinese clothing and putting chopsticks in your hair for Chinese Day, and for Hawaiian Day, the suggested attire was a Hawaiian shirt or a straw hat or dressed like a tourist. Panet posted an apology on Facebook. It has been expressed that some of the ideas that were suggested for dressing up during our Cultural Awareness Week were offensive stereotypes. While that was never the intention, we sincerely apologize to anyone that has been offended. The sincere purpose of this week's activity is to raise cultural awareness. Dressing up was added only to include a fun activity. However, numerous students and parents responded to the Facebook apology saying it was not necessary and that others simply overreacted. And final school apology. Nevada coach Eric Musselman, son of a fairly abusive basketball coach in the NBA, was pumped up after his team beat Texas in overtime in the first round of the NCAA tournament. His locker room speech broadcast live ended up being full of profanities. The CBS and Turner cameras caught him four times, twice loud and clear, dropping obscenities while excitedly congratulating his team. F yeah, listen, this is effing gotta feel effing good. What an effing game, man. He kept, he said, leaping around the room. After the fourth profanity, not an obscenity, a profanity, the cameras cut away and studio host Greg Gumbel delivered a gumbled apology for the colorful language by the overly excited coach. Musselman opened his post-game press conference with an apology. First of all, we'd like to apologize for any language that might have been caught on TV. Obviously, we had an excited locker room. We apologize for that. Blame the room. Excited room. Following Rihanna's scathing criticism of a Snapchat ad that asked users whether they'd rather slap Rihanna or punch Chris Brown, the app has apologized for the, quote, terrible mistake, unquote. Quoting, this advertisement is disgusting and should never have appeared on our service. We are so sorry we made the terrible mistake of allowing it through our review process. We're investigating how that happened so that we can make sure it never happens again, unquote. Snapchat. The ad was for a mobile game called Would You Rather, which has since been blocked from Snapchat. Early Thursday, Rihanna responded to the ad calling out the company for letting down victims of domestic violence. This isn't about my personal feelings because I don't have much of them, but all the women, children, and men that have been victims of DV in the past. You let us down, Snapchat. Shame on you. Throw the whole apology away. Unquote. Snapchat's, Snapchat's stock sank immediately after Rihanna's post. Another tech apology. Techpology, ladies and gentlemen. Facebook apologized after its autocomplete search feature suggested video titles that describe child abuse. Well, priests got a search. Um, no, that's not what it is. Some Facebook users who typed video of into the platform search bar were presented with autocomplete suggestions about videos of young girls performing sex acts, and they shared the screenshots on Twitter. Find it on Facebook, share it on Twitter. We're very sorry this happened, a Facebook sp- spokesperson told CNN, as the media rondelay continued. As soon as we became aware of these offensive pr- predictions, we removed them. The company said its search predictions represent what people may be searching for, but do not necessarily reflect content that is on Facebook. Facebook is investigating how the search suggestions emerged. And how come they weren't sold to Cambridge Analytica? 
Mayor of Carmel-by-the-Sea, California, Steve Dallas, released an official apology this week following an investigation into sexual harassment. The city's lawyers and independent investigator determined that Dallas did not commit sexual harassment against his six female accusers, but they reprimanded him for inappropriate and unprofessional behavior. The three-month-long investigation was an ugly chapter for the beautiful city by the sea. Women reported that Dallas made crude, sexually charged comments while he attended public events as mayor, and local business owners said he made threats against them for getting in my way. As mayor of Carmel-by-the-Sea and a longtime resident who loves this city as much as anyone, I would like to offer a sincere and heartfelt apology to everyone for my inappropriate conduct, conduct that led to a months-long investigation and culminated with a reprimand from three strong women on the city council with whom I serve. I was precluded from now until now from making any comment related to the ongoing investigation. For that reason, this apology is late in coming, but I hope you will accept it nonetheless. To those individuals I may have hurt or offended, I am truly sorry. Please know my comments were not maliciously uttered, but I admit they were very, very much ill-considered, insensitive, and unprofessional. I'm also truly sorry that my family has had to go through this painful time. Additionally, I apologize to the three remarkable and courageous council members who were put in the eye of the storm by my comments and who handled the matter with integrity and strength. I've learned a painful life lesson and pledge to be a better person and a better mayor. From the bottom of my heart, I apologize. Obviously, um, that wasn't on Twitter. It was too long even for Facebook. The coach of the English rugby team, Eddie Jones, has apologized for making derogatory remarks about Ireland and Wales. See, it's not really a United Kingdom after all. At a business lecture on leadership in Japan last year, Jones referred to the Irish as scummy and Wales as a little... S blank blank T place. The footage only spread widely this week, just before England took on Ireland in the rugby Six Nations, I think. I apologize for the marks. I sincerely mean that, Jones said at a news conference. So look for the United Nations, uh, the United Nations, the United Kingdom to split soon. A seaside California teacher apologized this week for firing a gun at a ceiling in a high school class, which resulted in major Minor injuries to a student. Well, major and minor. Dennis Alexander, who's also a reserve police officer in the nearby town of Sand City. Would you like to live in Sand City? He offered no explanation for what officials have described as the accidental discharge of his weapon. He declined interviews. He has been trained in gun safety as a reserve police officer. The, the gun was a Glock 21 45 caliber handgun generation four. So, yes, trained. Yes, went off accidentally. Everybody's safer. He's been placed on administrative leave. The IHOP restaurant chain will close a main franchise for a day of staff retraining after a waitress there asked a group of black teenagers to pay for their meals in advance. IHOP and our franchises have zero tolerance for actions that are and allude to discrimination of any type, said President Darren Rebelles. The franchise of this location is the franchisee of this location is working to contact the affected guests directly to apologize for this incident and are taking appropriate disciplinary actions. Marvin Escobar, who manages the Auburn main location, said it has encountered teenagers in the past who ate without paying for their meals. But Escobar said that's no excuse for asking anyone to pay first. Apparently not. United Airlines, don't let your pet fly United. Already under scrutiny about a dog dying in an overhead bin and another dog being accidentally sent to Japan, United Airlines acknowledged Friday its third animal-related mistake in a week. A flight was diverted to Akron, Ohio, 
on Thursday after the airline realized a pet had been loaded onto the flight in error. United said it offered compensation to all passengers as a result of the diversion. No details on the compensation. And United, of course, has apologized. We take full responsibility. Deeply sorry for the tragic incident. Of course, that was the dog that died. We remain in contact with the family to express our condolences and offer support. The airline will now issue bright-colored bags to customers traveling with in-cabin pets. Because you can't tell it's a pet in the thing otherwise. ProPublica published a story a year ago that inaccurately described Gina Haspel's role in the treatment of Abu Zabeda, a suspected al-Qaeda leader who was imprisoned by the CIA at a secret black site in Thailand in 2002. The story said Haspel, uh, who was nominated to be the new CIA director, oversaw the base where Zabeda was subjected to waterboarding. That was not true, according to ProPublica. We at ProPublica hold government officials responsible for their missteps, and we must be equally accountable. This error was particularly important, uh, unfortunate. To Haspel and to our readers, we can only apologize, correct the record, and make certain we do better in the future. That's the editor-in-chief of ProPublica. However, it is true, as reported in several publications, that her signature was on the cable ordering video of the abusive interrogations to be destroyed, contradicting a court order saying they should be preserved. A Belgian theater has apologized for placing newspaper advertisements seeking actors who had fought for Islamic State or who had killed their siblings. The theater in Ghent was looking for recruits for a play by a Swiss director who attracted controversy last year by casting children in a play about a notorious Belgian pedophile. Have you fought for your convictions? For God, have you fought for ISIS or other religions? Get in touch, said the ads for the N.T. Ghent Theater, published in a Dutch-speaking free weekly newspaper. Well, you got it's got to be free if it's published in the Dutch. Um, have you killed or seriously injured your brother or sister, perhaps metaphorically? Do you want to talk about it? Send another ad. Theater apologized after a public outcry. In a statement, said to Agence France Presse, it said it recognized that with its appeal for ISIS fighters, it could have given the impression of giving them a platform and recognized its poor communication in this regard and apologizes. The apologies of the week, ladies and gentlemen, a copyrighted feature of this broadcast. Quickly, some news of the warm. Spurred on by climate change, international travel and international trade, disease-bearing insects are spreading to ever wider parts of the world, meaning more humans are exposed to viral infections such as dengue fever, Zika, West Nile fever, yellow fever, and tick-borne encephalitis. And even if countries meet the targets set by the Paris Climate Accord, The world's great forests are still expected to use a, lose a quarter of their plants and animals, according to a study published this week by the World Wildlife Fund, not the World Wrestling Federation. Don't confuse the two uh, agencies with the initials WWF. News of the Warm, ladies and gentlemen, it is a copyrighted feature of this broadcast. <laughs>
ladies and gentlemen, that's going to conclude this week's edition of the show. The program returns next week on your audio device of choice when you want to hear it. Or at the scheduled time, if it's radio you're listening to. Radio! And it would be just like Adam Schiff and Stormy Daniels' lawyer continuing to get TV time. If you could join with me then, would you already? Thank you very much, Uh uh-huh. Chapeau to the San Diego, Pittsburgh, Chicago, and exile and Hawaii desks. Thanks as always to Pam Halstead and to Garrett Pittman here at WWNO in New Orleans, as well as to Jenny Lawson for help with today's broadcast. The email address for this program. You can email me. I'll read it. It'll be fun. The email address, the playlist of the music heard here on, and your chance to get Cars I Talk t-shirts in time for Easter, all at harryshearer.com. And I'm on Twitter, at the Harry Shearer. If you're in New Orleans, you might want to see my friend Derek Smalls with the Louisiana Philharmonic at the Sanger Theater, April 14th. Or you might not. I said the Louisiana Philharmonic. Productions that originates through the facilities of WWNO New Orleans flagship station of the Change is Easy Radio Network. Song from the Crescent City.